Mm, good morning. I'm going to talk quickly on addiction and on addicts because it's uh, fascinating, very complicated um, world out there for that particular vein of either people struggling with addiction or people who <clears throat> identify as addicts. Um, I was listening to a podcast by a scientist who has someone in their life who keeps um, keeps falling into addiction. And um, they'll do this time and time again. And the, the person's question was, you know, at what point are you able to just you know, surrender to that person being an addict and being that way. And um, he referred to doing that as giving up on the person. And and here's what I think is going on, because I think this is an experience that if you have an addict, quote-unquote, in your life, uh, many people go through this particular part of like where does the line between identity and um and choice come free will come in <coughs> excuse me um and it's it's simple and it's complicated right so somebody always has a first time that they tried using and I'm sure that there will be variables around that particular sentence to some degree <clears throat> I'm thinking of like children being the exception um, but I think when we look at somebody dealing with an addiction or multiple it's important to realize when we are projecting our desire for who they could be onto who they are and invalidating like what they're choosing to do and the reason this is shitty and just doesn't work for anyone in the equation is because then a on some level you're treating them as though you're superior because you know what they need better and b their sobriety then is fueled by not wanting to disappoint you or or lose you and though your personal boundaries around people who may have addictions in your life are really important and might be one of the fueling factors that get someone sober i haven't seen shame and and like getting sober for somebody else ever work for anyone. And I have had a lot of addictions and they have just been addictions that are very socially encouraged. So like workaholism, um, you know, working out, um, health, all of these like very encouraged, praised you're going to get really far and you're going to get money in return, quote unquote, habits that actually were addictions serving the same 
uh, mechanism than alcohol would have or drugs. And, and so I think we need to be also educating people around how to use their addictive personalities. Now, I have an addictive personality. Um, I've just been doing personal work for a really long time. So I really know how to navigate it. I know how to put the brakes on it. I know how to very cautiously or carefully or intentionally choose an addiction when I feel like I need to. Things like hustle or like um, working out in a particular way. And... And I only really mastered that once I had kind of healed the idea in my own body that I couldn't trust myself around my addictions. And instead, I, I had to learn to look at them as, as something very hyperfunctional. All addictions on some level are, are hyper, hyperfunctional. If you are using drugs or alcohol in order to numb out the pain or the existential angst you live in every hour of every day, you are addicted to it because it works in doing so, in soothing that mechanism. Um, and, and I just think that there's a level of respect missing in addiction that I think could help families and friends of people who have addictions really understand how to navigate their relationships with them. Um, you know, the scientist I was listening to said he had a friend that just kept relapsing and that he just didn't know when it was okay to give up, like I said earlier. And, and really what that sentence is doing is externalizing his boundaries, right? It's like, when do I use this person's behavior to justify doing what what is true for me that I feel like I need to do for my own care, right? Like, at what point can I blame them enough for me standing behind my own boundaries? And it really puts a shitty stigma on addicts because then the addict has to carry the responsibility of somebody else, quote-unquote, giving up on them when actually what that equation should look like is a person respecting the choice of their other person doing drugs and alcohol or whatever the addiction is and respectfully choosing whether or not they can be in an active open relationship with that person while that person is engaging in substances, for example. So let's call the scientist Bob. So Bob would feel overwhelming anxiety that his friend is wasted at 7 a.m. in the morning. And instead of being like, you've made me give up on you or your addiction is to you've just done this too many times, it would be, you know, really acknowledging like, all right, I, I hear that this is the path that you want to take. You want to be wasted. And I am finding myself too preoccupied with your well-being to take care of my own so I have to put some space in between us versus the like the very encouraged domination model of like shaming someone into sobriety um using your own pain uh to do so to threaten them 
I'm not totally against interventions, that being said. Um, I have seen those work. I think it does help when someone is in like the pits of despair or a certain addiction to have everybody you love come forward and just share the impact of what you're doing. That can sometimes shock a person out of addiction. But the idea that every it's everybody's journey to be healthy and perfect is incorrect. Some people might want to live a life that isn't that way. And some people might want to live a life where they're wasted and they do end up killing themselves through this substance. But that's actually like what feels most true to them. And they spend their entire life trying to please everybody around them to the extent that the experience of what they're going to do anyway is just horrifying and horrible to everyone and even themselves. And... What ends up happening when it's approached that way is that the person with addictions isn't given kind of like the respect required to to be able to socially own. Like, yeah, I'm actually very consciously choosing to be wasted right now. And there's an element of power that can have that experience be more cathartic and useful than if they keep finding themselves unconsciously creating external circumstances that drive them to justify using substances or drinking. Um, in my humble opinion, I think it would do us better to not look at addicts as addicts, like in the form of an identity. I, I see how after a prolonged amount of use, it could be seen as a disease. And if that's helpful for people, I encourage that for sure. But I also see how how that can stigmatize it a little bit and kind of put extra weight on something already stigmatized in our society, aka our mental health. And instead, if we can look at it as an individual choosing to check out, an individual choosing to self-medicate, an individual choosing to self-destruct. And looking at the innate wisdom of that individual's choices to do so, um, while empowering them to really own it, own what they're doing. And if you're not the addict, but you're in a relationship with someone with addictions, The best way that you can help them isn't by forcing them to do what you think they should do to be healthy, but it's it's to really embody your own boundaries with love and compassion. What that means isn't to show up and blame them for how you're feeling, but really to be like, I I respect your choice to do this and it hurts it I feel pain around it and stress. And I think I've hit my boundaries around how much of my <clears throat> self I can, I can engage with this particular um, mechanism of yours. I've reached that limit. And this does two things. One, I think it gives children and um, other adults more permission to relate to people with addictions in a way that isn't having to parent them. Um, infantilize them, shame them, or otherize them. I think if we could teach people how to take care of themselves in relationship in general with boundaries, it would be a lot easier for a child to understand a parent's addictions eventually not as their own 
fault or as um, a lack of love, but really as an autonomous adult making a high-risk decision that might end in their inevitable demise. But a decision that, to be honest, we are absolutely all entitled to. There's no trophy you get for being a good little girl or a good little boy at the end of, of your life. You, the, the option is there. You can live a life that is healthy and sober. And if that brings you joy, that's awesome. But if you are someone that has just spent your entire life wishing you were more destructive and chaotic and out of your mind through substances and stuff like that, and you never did it, you're likely not going to feel like you've done something good. And I'm not saying go get super fucked up, but I am saying if you are going to go engage in addictions, do it in a way where you're absolutely owning it. And, and in that ownership, if you are the person who has addictions, the ownership is what can get people to trust you. And I think this is an opportunity for teaching radical personal responsibility on both ends of an equation where a person has an addiction. The person engaging with an addiction the amount of social stigma and shame around it has it be so that they can't just own, like, I want to light my life on fire. I want to drink for a month and not have someone, if they've got people in their lives, attempt to possibly intervene and impose their belief of what life should be like onto them. So there's a lot of lying, a lot of sneaking around, not a lot of trust, and that tends to exaggerate how much damage is done by this person's uh, engagement with something that is available to all of us. Um, I don't think this is readily available. If you grew up with a parent that is an addict, maybe it is. But I think if we had more people engaging in addictive tendencies in a more conscious and responsible way, you'd get a lot, a, a lot less children trying to parent their parents. <laughs> You'd get possibly an example of what it looks like to really consciously engage with darker forces, let's just say. And, you know, the words trust and addict, don't, you don't hear that a lot. Um, those are typically in opposition to each other. But I have worked with people who, in doing a lot of the work to own what they want, who they are, and the truth are able to really engage in a balanced life. And what I mean by that is different for absolutely everybody. For some, it's that they don't do any anything ever again. And they experience, they find alternative ways to experience intensity in their lives. And ways that are socially encouraged, ways where they can channel that addiction to give them very um, socially acceptable results that still provide them with intensity. For others, it's really living a dual life of like very healthy and very uh, adventurous and drug taking and substance partaking and um, lifestyle choices. And, and I've seen that work when it is that conscious, when the substance isn't an escape um, when it's not being justified for, oh, it was a stressful day, but when it's just somebody's very clear 
self-knowledge that that is what they want to do. And that provides some fluency in their experience of what that might look like, which if they weren't dealing with social stigma, maybe they could pre-communicate to the people in their lives. This is what I look like, what it looks like when I go down this path. This is what you can expect. Maybe we don't talk. It's like preloading boundaries around allowing yourself to go all the way down. Um, and this isn't necessarily orthodox at all, but I just think anything that we blanket label as bad is suspicious. And I have really seen and experienced in my own life how beneficial it's been to really own my addictive tendencies and for other people to own their addictive tendencies or addictions and learn to channel them in a way that feels powerful, that feels conscious, and that feels very clear about what they're choosing. And the choice isn't, I just want to feel this one thing. The choice that they're choosing is the entirety of the experience. So if you're choosing to get drunk for five days, the choice that you are choosing is likely to feel really good and go through some dips, possibly cause some chaos, deal with the backlash of the chaos, say things you didn't mean, um, spend money that you didn't mean to spend. Like you're actually engaging with the entirety of the experience you're choosing to have a hangover you're choosing to then have to clean up like that's the kind of ownership I'm talking about not the one where it's just focused on one particular aspect of the entire spectrum of the experience of engaging in a particular addiction that's when I've seen it be quite powerful because then also people have a lot more power and clarity around owning the the actions they may have done in a completely altered state in a way that, again, it just causes less externalized pain and more material to have a conversation with someone about what they're engaging with if you need to understand them better. This subject is so complex, but if you take anything from it, it's just permission to relate to anyone with addictive tendencies in your life in a way where you don't have to save them you don't have to shame them you don't have to try and manipulate them into sobriety because you are afraid of losing them and it's just a a reminder that the best way to influence anyone in your life to take care of themselves is by taking care of yourself and doing that time and time again and that might mean having boundaries that limits who you you hang out with even if you love them and have a lot of fun with them but that is the way to do it. If you are exhausted, depleted, and angry, and you're insisting somebody else take care of themselves when you're a shell of a human, like there's something there for you to look at around your own addictive tendencies because you're likely doing that across the board. Okay, if you guys have any questions, any comments, please send me a DM, send me an email. Um, this is a multidimensional and complex subject. So I welcome any feedback, any uh, requests for support or guidance around this. Yep, that's all for now.